So good morning, everyone. My name is Jamie. I am the uh, youth specialist here um, at Mosaic. Um, and yes, this morning it is our community service. So those of you who are new and wondering what the heck's going on, this is our service that basically where the whole of the church comes together. Uh, the kids who normally have their own um, ministries are upstairs. They actually join us and uh, are part of the service. And this is just to like make everyone feel part of the community that we don't you know separate ourselves out from each other that we come together and just really worship Jesus and and just feel part of a community and we've found that these services have been really strengthening in building that community so um, in order to make these uh, sermons rather than just somebody talking and preaching I'm going to have some interactive elements to it. So be prepared to be involved. So um, over the past few weeks, we've been talking about belonging and what it means to belong to a church like this or to our different communities, such as our workplaces, schools and homes and neighborhoods and even families. And if we put Jesus at the center of these, we can hope that people from all different walks of life can come together without losing their personal identity. And here in our communities, we build friendships. Friendships are so important in, in achieving all of this. And so this morning, I really wanted to look uh, a little bit, bit more deeply at friendships and the importance of them. So we're going to play a game. Um, I want you to gather in groups of ideally four uh, or the nearest people around you. And... Um, Underneath the chairs, you should have found it, and it probably looked like trash. We had a bit of a, um, but it's a piece of blank piece of paper. Um, in your teams, just gather, gather in your teams. So ideally for, you know, it might be on the same row or. And you need a pen, and there are pens attached to the chairs. Jada, Jada. So, um, are we are we in our teams yet? Yes. Hands up if you're not in a team. Hands up if you're not in a team yet. Okay. Looks like everyone's in a team. So this. So here's the rules. So here's the rules. So um, I would like you to write as many words as you can spot in the word friendship. S friendships. Okay? It needs, here's the rules though, here's the rules. It needs to have three or more letters in it. There can be no made up words. So, is not a word, right? So, um, sorry? Oh, yeah, you can scramble the letters, but. Um, and uh, definitely, definitely no curse words. And anyone found doing that will be made to come up onto the stage and sing Baby Shark, which is a punishment for everyone. So, so. 
You have about two minutes to do this. So off you go. Just under one minute to go, under a minute to go. Make sure you put your names on the pieces of paper as well. Some other folks might be a little bit smarter than I am, big and stronger too, maybe. But none of them will ever love you the way I do. It's me and you, boy, and as the years go by, a friendship will never die. You're going to see it's our destiny. You got a friend in me. 20 seconds. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. There's some very smug faces going on in here. Confident faces. Okay. Time up. Make sure you put your names on the paper or just a representative in your team. And can you put your uh, pieces of paper on a pile on that chair there? And I will be marking them during the worship at the end. And I'll give you the results at the end. So if you just put them on the chair there, just bring them. Come on, time is up. Come on, Wieland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no. You can go back to your chairs so you can pay attention. <laughs> Has everyone got their pieces of paper in? Okay, let's just take a deep breath after all that excitement and just <sighs> exhale and just so we can focus. Exhale. I'm waiting for exhale. That's a good movie. Boop, boop. I don't, I don't know this anyway. I'm going to start doing Whitney there. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so good job, everyone. Give yourselves a round of applause. So, you probably heard while you we were playing that game uh, a song. 
Now, can any kid, any kid, tell me what that song is from? Isaiah. Toy Story, exactly. And can anyone tell me who these two are? Olivia. Buzz Lightyear, and who's the other one? And who is it, Olivia? Woody. Oh, he's lost his hat, but um, my sons are also missing their toys. So, <laughs> um, yes, they are my son's toys, not mine. Um, <laughs> so, yes, it fit this movie, Toy Story, features two characters named Buzz and Woody. Now, we've seen them now in four adventures. No spoilers. And, yes... We all laughed, and no, we didn't cry. I'm not crying. You're not crying. Especially in that bit where they, you know, in the fire. But this movie's chart the adventures of a group of toys, but, the, but really focuses on these two characters' uh, relationship in particular. It was an unlikely friendship. Woody's an old stuffed cowboy that has a pull string function that the, and is the boy Andy's uh, favorite toy. And then one birthday, Buzz comes along, a new state-of-the-art toy that has loads of exciting features. And these two struggle to connect at first, but through adversity, they come together to forge a dynamic partnership that has its lots, uh, that has its ups, and it has its downs. And this is the side of friendship that I really want to look at. When friendships let us down, that leave us feeling not belonging. Have you ever had a friend let you down? Yeah. Humans are certainly not perfect, right? If it hasn't happened already, inevitably, someone will choose, someone close to you will choose to do something that hurts, that hurts you. Many years ago, I had a f really good friend, and we were extremely close. Our relationship was very tight. We had a lot of fun times. And when he hit some struggles, uh, I helped him out. I put him up in my tiny apartment in London and connected him to trying to get him a new job. I paid for his food and his travel expenses um, you know, when he needed it. And because he didn't, I didn't really have the money to do this, but I did it anyway because I could need, saw that he needed the help. And we agreed that he would pay me back but when, and when he got his feet on the ground. But it took him, when he did, it took him ages to pay the money back. Um, and something inside of me just started getting really angry and disappointed. And I became very bitter and angry at him. That, and it really consumed me. And it really put a wedge between, our, between us. And I'm sure there's a lot of us here that have allowed the actions of a friend to drive you apart. Now, I have a question for you. And this is, I want some responses here. What are some common things that, that we do when a friend hurts us? Withdraw. Withdraw. Cry. Cry. Was I? Yep. Yeah. Somebody else? Cut them off. What else? 
Break their heart back. Retaliate. What else? Forgive them. What else? Anyone else? Yes, Chaz. Sorry? Alienate them. Right? Our initial, we have one positive response there, which is forgive them. Right? But, but our initial responses are, well, either to, either to withdraw from them and re- completely go away from them, or we want to do the same to them. We want to retaliate. And so, um, do you think there are better responses? Obviously, you know, Alison said forgiveness. But how do you think, in fact, if you were in my shoes with my friend, how do you think I should have responded better? Come on, I need some ideas. I mean, me and my friend actually are now, we, we, we are starting to reconciliate, actually. But, and, you know, I, but how do you think I could have dealt with that situation better? Tell him. Communicate, right? What else? What else? Tell him how I feel, right? Rather than me withdrawing or letting this... Sorry, did you say something over here? Tell him to say sorry. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that, is there? No. We teach our children to check in, right? Why can't we check in? What happens? Jazz. Right. And so I want to look at a couple of Bible verses that help us to deal with these situations that we put ourselves in. The first one being from Proverbs chapter 17, verse 9. Love prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends. And also Colossians chapter 3, verse 13. Make allowance for each other's faults. And forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Let's go back to the Proverbs one first. Now, forgiving someone is generally the first step, right? And it sometimes seems the easiest or sometimes the hardest. But actually, there's another part to it, really, that gets really in the way of forgiving. And that's dwelling on it. That's dwelling on that, the hurt that has been caused to us. Um, often when somebody hurts me, I have a hard time thinking about anything else. It sticks in my brain and festers, whether I want it to or not. And this, more than anything, has the potential to destroy a friendship. You know, me and my friend, we had such good times together. And we were, generally, we, we had... You know, we could do things great together. But this one instance drove a wedge between because I let it fester because I dwelled on it. And I forgot about the good things that we were achieving together. And I'm going to be honest with you. It's so easy to forgive. Um, to, to say forgive and not dwell on it and move on. But in actual fact, it is tough. We are human. But I feel that that's where the Colossians verse comes in. Remember, the Lord forgave you, and so you must forgive others. Oh, that Jesus fellow, all right? <laughs> he makes it hard for us. Well, no, actually, he makes it easy for us. Right? Because he was the template for everything that we want to be more like him. And so Jesus forgave us 
So we must forgive others. Jesus, I, I mean, we read so much in the Bible that Jesus was let down so many times. So many times by his best friends, the disciples. You know, and... Um, but Jesus forgave them. You know, and the reason why he, wanted to, he forgave them is because he saw the potential that they had. He wanted them to succeed. And the only way they were going to succeed was if he forgave them and moved on. Because he knew the potential in them. I mean, the classic example is Peter, right? Peter let him down constantly. But Jesus didn't dwell or foster resentment because he knew what Peter was capable of. And so by forgiving, I think you can truly change people's hearts. And by doing that, and now it might not be overnight, but our if our reaction is a more of a positive one, my hope is, and our hopes are, that the person at fault will probably, hopefully, have a positive reaction. You know, first they obviously, they can say sorry. But I think their reaction will be like, well, obviously Jamie's upset with me. And that's kind of expected, right? And then that's going to make them feel guilty and push them away further from that relationship. But because we've forgotten about the potential of those relationships. And I guess as we strive to put Jesus in front and center in our hearts, we have the hope, the strength. I know for a fact that Jesus will not give us more than we can bear. He will arm us with people that will help us guide through this forgiveness. It's not a one-person thing. We're in this community together, right? It's that classic, a problem shared is a problem halved, right? And so we're in this community to get together. So when we come feeling hurt and broken and somebody has wronged us, we can have that people to help us come to it. I mean, I spoke last week about how people help me, right? And they didn't need to with my shortcomings, where I'd let people down, and my journey to feel to belonging. And that's, that's how we do it. And I just want to finish with this. Maya Angelou, she wrote about forgiveness. And she said, you can't forgive without loving. And I don't mean sentimentality. I don't mean mush. I mean, having enough courage to stand up and say, I forgive. I'm finished with it. It does take courage to forgive. And it does take a lot not to dwell. But the rewards of forgiveness is so much more. Let us pray. Lord, we just thank you so much for the friends that you have given us that the comfort that they provide, the, the, the outlets where we can just have the strength to face a new day that they can give us. But Lord, sometimes, you know, because of our human nature, friends become fractured. 
Relationships become fractured, Lord. And they can really drive things apart. And they can really make the suffering worse than it actually needs to be because we're too stubborn or too broken ourselves to really move forward. But Lord, as we ask to be more like you, we look to you, Lord, and just ask that you give us the courage, the strength to stand up and say, I forgive. Because the end product, Lord, is so much bigger than we can possibly imagine. We can't see where those relationships are going to take us. You can, Lord, and we just ask that you guide us in those. And so I ask, particularly if there's any friendships that have been damaged, that you really start working on each of our hearts to step out and try and repair those relationships. And we lift up all these prayers in your name. Amen.